Welcome to Become. I'm Courtney Koenig, igniting you to become a powerful, profitable, purposeful boss of your business and of your life. Human design is a personal development tool that's actually personal. It's mindset work that really works. It's based on the gifts that you were born with. And this alignment gives you serenity in the journey. So I'm so excited to be having our guest on today. I cannot wait to dive into her beautiful chart. Kimberly Spencer is an award-winning, high-performance, trauma-informed coach and trainer, Amazon bestseller author, TEDx speaker, and founder of crownyourself.com and CEO of Communication Queens, helping visionary leaders transform their self-limiting stories, build their empires, stand out fearlessly, and create a body, business, and life that rules. She has been featured on Netflix, The CW, ESPN, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and PR, Thrive, Global, CNBC, and Forbes. So Kimberly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. I'm so excited to be here with you and talk all things human design. It's one of my favorite tools. Oh, I am so excited. Your chart was amazing. It was, it was so, so many gifts that I like had to like, um, all right, let's rein it in, you know, type of thing. So I'm so excited that we connected and um, super excited for you to be here. So we'd love to get to know our guests that come on. So do you have a favorite book or show that you've been into lately? So my favorite book that I'm just like kind of nerding out over is I'm reading to my son. He's six. It's the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, but that's my current favorite book like it'll probably change <laughs> but it is I've never read I've seen the movies but I've never mm -hmm. read the book and reading the book it's like there's so much more juiciness to it there's so much more that's like not sh fully explained or shown and I I'm just excited to go through the whole series with him and and experience the world of Narnia oh I love I also love that book. It's been a while since I've read it, but it was so magical. It has so many deep messages in it. It's so powerful. Many. It is a powerful yeah. book. And I'm like, I've never even seen the other movies. I've like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is like the main one that most people yeah. know. But there's like yeah. six other books. <laughs> so we're gonna be wow. reading them all. And I'm so excited to dive into this series because like I think that fiction. While I love nonfiction, and I certainly have like mm -hmm. a plethora of nonfiction books that are like my favorite, stories are how our subconscious mind just speaks. And like when we can bypass that cognitive like bias mm -hmm. that says, oh, you know, I agree with this, I disagree, oh, I need to work on this, and, and instead just allow ourselves to be living in a metaphor, it transforms how we actually experience the world. I've, I've learned more mm -hmm. about myself through movies. And that was like my first form of personal development. So, oh, that's so beautiful. It does. It's stories. I think there's a lot of like me too moments in the mm -hmm. stories and there's a lot of understanding. And, and when we, um, I always teach, um, my clients in stories, I always, they're like, come to me with something and I'm like, okay, let me tell you something, you know, and yeah. I tell a story of something that I went through or that another client went through to like really give them some greater depth and understanding of like, you're not alone for one. And there's some other gleams of, um, it, like instruction within those stories, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Just embedded within the stories. I was, I was doing that with a client yesterday of just sharing, using a story that was of my father, like mirroring the clients, my client's story of like the struggle that he was having with mm -hmm. elevating his role in his business. And it was 
it was I saw the difference using story than just being like, so how would you like to elevate your role into what it, what does it mean to be a leader to you? <laughs> yes there's like more for them in the stories yeah I love that um now do you have a favorite place that you love to travel to or that you really want to go to I want to go back to Scotland to the Highlands like I got to go to Edinburgh and my maiden name is Mackenzie and so that is that is a trip that I I really want to take my family on it is it is my intention to go there for Halloween this year oh my goodness okay why Halloween is it like well, because I experienced when I was in um, Italy, I experienced Halloween yes. in Italy. Very different. Like not okay. I was I thought we were in Venice at the time and I thought, oh, this is going to like it's going to be celebratory. Yeah. And then I experienced when we lived in Australia for two years during the pandemic. Um, the Halloween there and they've sort of adopted some traditions from America, but the Halloween wasn't a big thing over there. So it's really interesting seeing these holidays and all the different cultures and how they celebrate them. Like when I was in um, uh, Germany and I saw the Christmas markets and like, it's just like, I was like, oh wait, it's like October (laughs) practically. And it, it, but the Christmas markets were out like first day of November be at right after Halloween because the they have no Thanksgiving. So I love experiencing um like holidays in other countries to see how they celebrate it because I think that that especially with uh, Scotland, like they have such a rich um history and there's like the witch things and like there's some there's there it's just it's a very interesting and I've heard that it's it's an interesting holiday to experience there, especially if you have like, some metaphysical gifts so oh that sounds incredible that sounds amazing I do I love that's why a part of why I love traveling has seen the cultures and how they Mm -hmm. embrace life in a new unique way and it helps remind me that like we all do things also differently but it's with this same heart that we come to the table you know it's so beautiful yeah and I think travel is just one of the greatest ways to just experience diversity and it makes sense because I mean I have a an alternating appetite in human design. <laughs> so I, I love having an appetite for different cultures and kind of experiencing it and then kind mm-hmm. of being able to leave and kind of take what I want from that culture and bring it into our our family structure. Yes, that's so, I love that. Yeah, like bringing that in and having that, um, marry those two, you know, it's like mm-hmm. this influence that's gorgeous. So, well, I'm so excited to dive into your human design type and your chart and all the things and stuff like that. And I always like to start with a person's type. So you're a projector. And when mm-hmm. I found that out, I always feel connected because I'm a projector as well. I'm like, yes, projectors, you know, here we are rocking business um, and we're doing it our way, right? We're coming mm-hmm. to the table with our special gifts. One of the things about being a projector, especially in business is that our checklist is going to be a lot more minimal than like a generator or manifesting generators checklist, right? It's going to be very efficient. We work very efficiently. We can launch things. We can build things. We can do all the things. Um, It's just going to, what we do is in our efficiency is we look at the very important steps 
And we kind of um, say those aren't these other steps aren't important. Whereas a generator, a manifesting generator, would have like a five hundred dollar, you know, five hundred list of things to do yeah. to get this event ready or or to ex- for expansion, you know. Whereas projectors are like, we're going to do the top three things, and that's going to get us to where we need to go. So, and it happens quickly, you know, for us. So a lot of times um, with projectors, there's this mentality that. Well, we, you know, we need to renew more, we need more rest, you know, we need to honor ourselves more in that way. And we completely do. But there's this underlying current of, well, you can't keep up, you know, you might not be able to keep up with the generators and do business like them. And so um, because you can't run as fast, um, you won't be as successful as quickly, it's going to take you a little bit more time. And that's completely false. You know, Um, it's, dispelling like we pick up on the efficiencies of the very Mm -hmm. thing that we need to do but also we see really important um really important mile markers that um can help us to expand and develop business our businesses as well and so um have you I would love to hear your thoughts on that initially oh yeah I mean it's so interesting that you say the the efficiency piece because that's something that with my my husband, I'm married to a generator and my two kids are a manifester and a manifesting generator. And my mom's also a projector and she lives with us as well. So my mom has been all like kind of like a work, work, de- work was her default and uh, mm-hmm. in a bit of a codependent relationship with her work, um, which provided a lot, but it also blew out her thyroid. And mm-hmm. so she and she needs a bit more rest and it's interesting because my husband one of the the frustrations that I've had is I'm like his list is like 50 things and he's got like wrangling the goats up there with like creating his next project and I'm like those aren't even the same thing like I I focus on maximizing the efficiency and so it's that like I can find I'm like oh these three things are the needle movers and like all the other stuff like does that even need to get done can we hire someone for that so that's that's where I I focus and um like I see that in in my businesses if I have because all of my team I've of course surrounded myself with generators <laughs> so they yes. are just they take the the master plan I'm like these three things need to get done I do those mm-hmm. and then they do all the little like let's do all the filing do all the saving of the recording the whole podcast production process for our crown yourself podcast I'm like that's that's them. And I'm like, I, the one thing I just need to do is show up for the interview. <laughs> like, I just needed to show up and I get to coach my clients. That's and same with podcast interviews. So just being able to know those things that actually move the needle and then allowing the other things to, to go by the wayside. Yes. I love that moving the needle on and, and that's what we do so efficiently. When I was first launching my um, human design program, um, my friends were like, wait a second, you launched that so quickly. And I was like, but I did it so aligned because I knew I could see really pinpoint what people needed to learn about human design to move the needle forward in their life. And that's the what I get back is like, oh, just this little simple thing helped me so much, you know, and I'm like, it's about the simple, <laughs> you know, keep it simple, mm-hmm. keep it in that area is just such a beautiful message. And I love also, I want to kind of um, dive into more of what you said about how you use your team. Um, and this is such a great 
tip for projectors is to surround yourself with generators and manifesting generators. And so that's what I've done too. Like my assistants are MGs and gens. And it's so beautiful because what you have done is you have seen their gifts clearly. And that's what a projector does best is sees other people's gifts Mm -hmm. and you have allowed them to shine in their own space. And you're not trying to take over things. You're sharing the vision with them, sharing what the tasks and the um, momentum and the areas that you want to dive into. And you're allowing them to show up as their best self and giving them that gift. And that's a huge thing that projectors do so well. Or they don't do so well and they have to remember that they do it so well. (laughs) Like, because they, you know, I think a lot of... Because I, too, earlier on bought Mm. into the myth of the generator and tried to operate as one and burnt myself out every which way. And that experience of being able to, when when I found out my human design, I, I finally had permission of like, oh, the way that I naturally work is the is in maximizing that effectiveness it's in being a quick start so like i mean gosh our our just our we just moved to outside of austin and uh and we had we moved twice in one year so we moved from australia to california and then moved from california to outside of austin and it happened like that because it just came with maximizing the efficiency of making a decision. I knew exactly what needed mm-hmm. to happen. And like when we found our dream house, I said, okay, I know exactly what needs to happen. And we had to um, like also because we were bringing my mom along, we had to sell my childhood home. And my, our realtor was like, I have never seen anyone turn a house around that was that cluttered that fast. <laughs> And it's just because I just suddenly ever all the pieces, it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, dominoes. It was just, it just, they just fell into place. Like I knew which ones, if we push this one, this one, and this one, then those would be the things that would topple everything. Yes. Right. Yeah. Those would be the dominoes that would um, move mountains. Really? That's Mm -hmm. what it is. And it's not that a projector has to move the mountain because that's what a generator and a manifesting generator feel like they have to do too. But the projector just tips it and there it goes. This domino effect is so beautiful. And I absolutely love that, that, um, that framework of looking at it. Like it's a domino. You're not like doing all the rest of the work. You're just you're not laying the dominoes. It. You just tap the domino once it's laid. The generators yes. and the manifestors, they will lay out all the dominoes and there you go. Like that's what their skill set is. But the projector yes. just and I think projectors, because there's a mindset of um with with a lot of generators of mm-hmm. like doing all of these things and it's very chronological versus yes. projectors I think are actually better at uh, pro- projectors and manifestors that I think are better at quantum leaping where it's like oh here you go whoo and then you're like you're 14 levels ahead instead of and you didn't have to go through all of those levels right right and it's this um bird's eye view that helps mm-hmm. them have a greater picture of being up here as a bird like okay if I'm going to go from here to there this is the direction I'm going to fly into instead of like circling around like spaghetti or like trying to do, you know, like we're going to hit this place and this place and this place, you know, that type of thing. It's like from one area to the next. And it's really 
um, it is efficient. So I really love that we're talking about how efficient projectors are. And I want to go back to um, another layer of your chart where, and speak to this burnout, you know, because projectors can have a lot of burnout. Now, especially with your chart, you are considered this energy projector because you have a defined root. Now, there's nine energy centers within human design on that body graph part. And the root is the very bottom one, and it's a square. And you have that defined, it's colored in, and this is all about this drive and this like um, natural gift of um, moving mountains. I'm gonna get things done, you know? I'm going to hit this goal. And also I wanna layer on with that, that you have the heart defined as well. And the heart is about willpower. And what also really um, adds to this picture of your special design is that you have a defined Ajna and a defined crown. So those are ideas and points of view. So you have your mind is always going, right? Like (laughs) all this inspiration, right? And then you have this drive to get it done and this willpower to back up all these ideas and drives and all these things. So with this, um, you are like a super energy projector. I'm going to put you in that category, okay? You're a super energy projector because a lot of times um, our minds, when you're Define Ajna and inspiration are going. It feels like you have more energy than what you do because your mind is always like mm-hmm. going 100 times an hour. So do you feel like burnout has been a thing that you've had to battle a lot in your um, as your career yeah. and life? Yeah, I mean, it's burnout and it's also listening to my body like of not like I just uh, wrote a post about uh, grief. Um, cause this past mm. year I lost, uh, this past, these past two years, I lost four family members and two family friends, um, including my father. Oh, I'm so and sorry. So there were many spaces of like, and I also had a baby. So <laughs> there was like, and you moved recently, let's move, twi- move twice and then started a whole other business with our, our podcast guesting agency with communication Queens. So yeah, that willpower and that drive is a huge piece but also it's it's recognizing i've i've learned to be able to appreciate where my body is and that mm-hmm. sometimes in those projector quantum leaps that projectors are able to do sometimes it takes a hot second for your nervous system to actually have to catch up and yes. that was where i was is once we moved and once we settled into our our home that was um allowing uh really allowing myself to like because at first I wanted to hit the ground running of course because that's that's the willpower side of me that's the heart I've got 15 million ideas but I also had to recognize that I was grieving and Mm. grieving you know moving in in a you know very major two major moves um and grieving multiple things and multiple people and multiple changes and so it was in that space that I had to really listen to my body and I think that as a projector it just becomes even more necessary to listen to the body and and for me I pra- I practice transcendental meditation mm-hmm. and that form of meditation which is very science-backed um 
in fact, the uh, the founder of of the meditation like wanted it to be rooted in science, like wanted mm-hmm. it to be studied and to show how the brain can change. And um, and so I started practicing TM. And when I was in 2019, when my father, I had to send him to rehab um, and deal with navigating that and helping my mom with her business and some uh, some other things. And so that experience was really challenging for me. And I found TM then. And I found the same like almost cyclical experience of being in the space of grief. And I'm like, I really need to get in my two meditations a day. Like generally I can just do with one, but I, I started prioritizing meditate my meditations and my sleep of like when I was younger in my early twenties, I could, I could have that willpower, that drive, that inspiration. Like it wasn't like pushing. It was actually from a place of love from an in, inspiration from excitement about what I was doing, which allowed me to achieve a lot, but I also didn't sleep a lot. And now with two kids, I'm really prioritizing getting the rest. And like, so if I don't, I will sacrifice a workout to get, to ensure that I have six and a half to seven hours of sleep. Like I'm working on getting more than six and a half, but I actually moved up with having a a young child to six and a half. And I'm okay with that for right now. (laughs) Yes. Well, and it's really, um, you're honoring your body. And when we say things like, well, I know you're tired, but I'm going to do this anyway. It, de- it sends a message to ourselves that dishonors our body. And that message just doesn't stay right there, right? It Mm-mm. filters in. It's like this snake that starts developing throughout our soul of like, well, if you're not honoring your body with basic needs, then you're not going to honor your body with the the thoughts of high vibrational thoughts. You know, you're not going to honor your higher self in a way. So it's really connecting our soul. What does our soul need and answering those needs? You know, often, um, like that permission and that freedom that people feel so connected with when they learn about their design is because they're honoring their body. They're saying, Hey, nervous system. I see you're freaking out all the time. What can I do to help you to feel calm, to feel relief? to feel seen, you know? And, um, and when we do that, this, there's this magic that happens and our refilling of energies continues. Our creativity continues, you know, it's just this well that's, um, lifted up within ourselves that yes, I can do more because I'm honoring myself. And I guess that's what, when we think about honoring ourselves, the more we pour into ourselves, the more everybody wins, the more our clients win, the more our business wins, the more our family wins, everybody, friends, the whole thing wins. And then we give ourselves the opportunity to honor those feelings, those, um, those needs of sleep, you know, and everything that comes with that is, is huge. And, and to, um, like one of, um, one of a projector's not self theme, this feeling when they're not living aligned is bitterness. Mm -hmm. And so that comes in. And again, it's like the snake, it weaves its way around in different places and attacks in different ways. Yeah. And it's like, when I, when I recognize bitterness, I'm like, Ooh, Hey, like that, that is a huge one. When I recognize it, I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. what, what am I really Especially when you project it out, because like what you see and yeah. it's it, when you're like, oh, I'm mad at this person or I'm bitter that they get to do something and then I don't. 
And then I, I actually just had this conversation with my mom and I was like, I just wasn't giving myself permission to take the time to get in some workouts. These past few weeks, my my yes. family has had like different sicknesses and the kids have been sick and things like that. And so I'm yeah. like finally getting back into my workouts. But that experience was, I was like, oh, there was always something else that I could do. And I was like, no, yes. no. I suddenly found myself getting bitter that I wasn't getting the workout that I needed and with, then other people were taking the time to work out and I was like this is ridiculous okay like give me like you come on and as soon as I realized the ridiculousness of it I was like okay we're gonna carve out the time do what needs to be done for my body and my soul and my my own nervous system regulation and then we're good yeah and then it feels so good you know like it does feel like I'm supporting myself. I'm giving my body what it needs. And from there, you can do so much more. And just that feeling of alignment is so beautiful. So um, also on your chart, there are gates on your chart. Gates are these halfway lines across starting from an energy center. And they can really help us. They are layers of gifts that we were born with. And it's really beautiful to see. So you have um, gate 58, which is connected to the root. And this is the gift of creating and sharing joy. So you have this childlike joy. It shows up with your drive uh, and it's driven to reach this better version of yourself in this playful way, right? In this positive way, just like children have this like positive um, joy about them just naturally. Um, you provide fuel of joy to your team, to your clients, and, and they can feel that and they're drawn towards that, that well. Now, oftentimes um, we think, oh, well, that's just something I do. That's, you know, just part of me. It's not super special. It's just what I do, but it's not, it is so special. And it's not something that everybody can do. And so you have this magnetizing quality of allowing joy throughout the process. And that's too, what I would suggest too is, um, when we think so oftentimes about results, where well, we want this result, right? Um, your job is to have joy throughout the process and to mm. connect with that because it connects you with creativity. It connects you with your higher purpose. And so when things are off, look at like, well, how much joy am I having throughout this process and things? So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I am so impressed that that showed up because that's, I just uh, went through my friend uh, Shannon Hernandez's book, Practical Joy. Um, because oh. I was denying myself joy in and for the sake of achievement and you know building certain things, and I, yeah. I recently went back to like what really is bringing me joy, like what truly deeply brings mm. me joy in my businesses and my life. I start. I I remembered how much I loved writing, and I just was like, I'm gonna just enjoy writing and bringing this forth and allowing myself to create. And it's interesting that you say that that's like, that not everybody has that, that connection because the number one thing that consistently my clients have said over seven years of having my coaching business is like, yeah. I just love your energy. And it's like, I li oh. like, you just have this like joyful energy. I just love your energy. And it really is a magnetizing thing. And I've, I've been doing a lot of market research calls for our, our agency to just kind of decipher, like, what can I put out in the world? What could I create that would be a real benefit? Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing consistently this fear of visibility and this fear of, like, mm -hmm. being in your own joy and then sharing from that place of authenticity and truth. And Ooh. it's 
it's so often reflected back. I'm like, okay, that's really interesting. The fact that so many people are struggling with being visible and also showing and showcasing their joy. Yeah. And that is like, we, I often think like we are meant to have joy within our business, but so oftentimes people like overcomplicate things and they make things so serious, you know? And um, my clients, I'm like, you know what, what we try to do is like, play with this idea, play with this idea of doing it this way and see what happens, you know? Um, And so, and I have those gifts to like play around and, you know, figure things out and stuff like that. But I recognize that they don't necessarily have those gifts, but I'm giving it to them. So what you're doing is you're attracting clients because of your gift and then as you coach them, you're giving them that gift as well. And that is so beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really fun to see the transformation that comes from when people are activating another level of joy and fulfillment yes. from their from their lives and businesses instead of just especially because I attract a lot of generators as clients. And so they're they're they'll forge ahead miserably sometimes and just kind of go forth and conquer and do the thing and knock off their to-do list. But if they're not experiencing that joy, like it there there is you can have that whether you're no matter your human design. Like you can find and have that build that into your business it doesn't have to be this serious sad yes it's serious and sad thing (laughs) that's totally right on oh my goodness i love that um another um gate that really stood out to me that i wanted to um chat about is your gate three and this gate three is on your sacral now your sacral is undefined as a projector is your sacral's job is energy. Um, and But there's still gates that can be defined that come off of undefined energy centers. And, and so it can help you to harness more energy or, or tap into these layers of gifts that you have. Now, this is the gift of I pioneer innovation. So you are... <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna get your like thoughts off of that bat. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, the the innovation of being able to like I uh being able to see certain things and just I have I have a skill set for complex pattern recognition, and then mm. I see that and I'm like, okay, here's how we can innovate this and make it simpler, make it more efficient. Um, but yeah, that the ability to to innovate and also innovate people's stories like because so often when we get stuck in our own subconscious story of how we think life is if if you can shake the frame of that then you are literally innovating a whole new human being and I've always Mm -hmm. like whether I was uh, screenwriting in Hollywood which was like my first career then like and this is where the alternating appetites comes in (laughs) and or (laughs) teaching Pilates for 13 years or um or pivoting into being uh, a president of an e-commerce startup and then now my coaching business and my agency um those those I'm constantly innovating and constantly seeing like where things could be improved Mm -hmm. so I I yeah, that's, yes. <laughs> that's coming from my sacral energy. I'm like, okay. Yes. That Which makes is, sense. Yeah. And it's so, yeah, it is. It's, you have this way of thinking how things can be better, how they can be improved either on a micro betterment way or a macro betterment. And you have this ability to take um, this confusion and create order around that and also bring this healing 
to others of their experiences, their confusion, their traumas, bringing that to their souls based on the experiences that you've had, based on seeing other people go through things. You can correlate that in what innovation to their experience as well and really help them to navigate this better innovative path that can work and help them to reach their goals. Um, and and part of this is having the freedom to do, to be innovative, right? On this mm-hmm. flip side, being innovative is super cool, but it also creates waves. And in those waves making, uh, it's kind of hard, you know, like you're like, oh, do I want to create these waves or do I want to say that one thing, you know? But um, the uh, more that you allow yourself freedom within this innovative gift, the more that you'll be able to see those patterns, the more you'll be able to share um, those innovative stories and pathways to your clients and, and navigate that as well. So, um, have you seen this kind of people pleasing, like, um, in a way in your business or with your, yeah, I I can definitely say it, the, the concept of people pleasing, it comes up, like it's a learned Mm -hmm. behavior, because I can definitely say that when I was younger, the the innovator <laughs> in me, I'm also in, in Enneagram, like uh, Enneagram 8, so I'm a challenger. Um, I would I saw my family dynamic, which was my mm-hmm. father was an alcoholic and my, my mom was a codependent. And that experience of seeing that and being like, I can innovate this <laughs> at five, it led me to being able to realize that I have a really special gift where I am able to see somebody's highest and best before they even they can even if they say share a glimpse of it with me and they're like oh this is possible I'm like I see 15 steps ahead in their timeline and I'm like Mm -hmm. it's totally possible you absolutely can innovate to be that best best highest inversion it's never not without proof though it's never like i'm projecting into like who i think you should be it was like for example my father when he would have bouts of sobriety i was like "Ooh, this dad this dad i love and like let's let me challenge the addict which is not i don't recommend that when you're five um (laughs) let's challenge the addict because i would see the amazing generous human being that he was when he was sober. And so that was a skill set that I then had to dampen because I learned that challenging an addict, not the best choice when you're five. But when I was 26, I was able to stage, uh, 28, I was able to stage my dad's intervention. And that changed his life. And the last four years of his life, he was um, sober off of alcohol, which was the the big one. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he eventually got sober from opioids. And it, I always saw the possibility and I got to have four I mean, amazing years of the last years of my dad's life where he got to be a grandpa to my son and he mm-hmm. got, I got to see the best side of my dad. And I was like, I knew you were there all along. <laughs> and that's, yes. and that's the beauty of, of that skill set of innovation of being able to see, but I had to learn not to be the people pleaser. And I also had to learn where it was I coddling or catering to other people's projections of how things should be in order to please them. So standards of perfectionism, standards of um, 
like especially when I was going through high school, that was really challenging for me because here I am like wanting to innovate, wanting to just go forth and and conquer and do my dream. And I'm like, why am I in AP biology? Like this is, (laughs) why am I doing this? Why am I learning chemistry? I'm never going to use this ever again. Um, And so it was being in that system that didn't provide me the ability to innovate. And I was so depressed. Like I was super depressed in high school and that, that so much to the point that my mom even offered, she was like, I was six months away from graduation. She's like, do you need to drop out? Like, I am okay. Mm -hmm. You will be, I know you, you will, you are a a go-getter. You will be successful in whatever you do. Do you need to drop out? And fortunately I said, oh, okay, no. So I realized the permission that I, I was coddling to a system that even my my parents were like, you don't need to be doing this. Like, why are you putting so much pressure on yourself to perform mm-hmm. inside the system to please what this system says that you should mm-hmm. be doing? And once I allowed myself to see, oh, no, I'm the disruptor of systems. Like, I, I innovate systems. That's why we've created the life that we have now where we we homeschool our manifester and manifesting gen kids because my manifester would be have all sorts of label and is in traditional education. Let's just put it that way. Yes. Um, and not saying that traditional education doesn't have its place. It's just I know my son and being able to see like we're going to innovate our life the way that we want it to be. And yeah. that it's very Captain Fantastic in some ways, <laughs> but it's also beautiful and it's allowed us to travel and live abroad and so that's why when the pandemic hit and we were over visiting in Australia we were like maybe we don't get on the plane to go home maybe we just stay and see how long it lasts two years later but we we were able to live in this paradise for two years by the beach and it was glorious we took daily beach walks and it was it was phenomenal but that came from saying I'm defying the what society says I should be doing not saying I wasn't we weren't safe and whatnot but Queensland where we were incredibly safe and they weren't letting anyone out of the state or out of the country so we were there was there were like no cases and so we were walking around outside and going to like going on our exercise walks and and being able to be a family and spend time on the beach and be in nature and like there was no one around and so that it was that beauty of that experience came from innovation oh that's yeah that's stunning and it is you allowed yourself to be innovative and you allowed yourself to look at a situation in in different eyes and not take the system's way of looking at this situation oh it has to be done this way and recognizing that that's gonna um you know some people that's for some people and some people won't like that you know but you stood strong to what you valued and what the picture in your soul saw. And especially you have a lot of intuitive gifts as well that we didn't even get into, but like your intuition backing you up with that, giving you more clarity, like this is where we need to go. So um, Kimberly, this has been amazing. This has been phenomenal. I just love this conversation, love sharing your gifts. Um, Thank you so much for being a part of um, the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. It's, it's, super cool what you're doing with your podcast to reflect people and showcase their gifts and and kind of in a way you're giving people permission to have what they naturally were born with and that like how they were beautifully and perfectly designed as they were to be 
in this life doing what what they and in this on this their path so i love that you're you're providing the space for all of your listeners to learn more and then all for all of your guests it's phenomenal oh thank you so much um, well, Kimberly, I know there, our audience is going to want to connect with you. Podcasting is the next hot thing and is just, so, I love, I love podcasts. A lot of my um, deliverables are secret podcasts. So I love them. Um, so, but um, where can people connect with you? Where can they get in your world? If you want to learn more about how to transform your subconscious stories and uh, claim your power, then you can always listen to the Crown Yourself podcast. Mm -hmm. And if you want to learn more about how to get booked on podcasts or leverage podcasts and master your communication, your storytelling ability, then we have our Communication Queens podcast that is coming out in the fall and super excited for that. And then, um, yeah, you can crownyourself.com and communicationqueens.com for all the things. Awesome. And we'll have all those in our show notes as well. So the audience can go in there, but thank you viewers and audience uh, for being on today. Make sure you screenshot this episode, put it in your stories, tag Kimberly and I, and we'll shout you out as well. Let's embrace our power. Amen.